2: With all due respect, you know it's weird come over the top ropes on you. If you win
3: 11 races and don't win, man, I think that looks bad on you.
2: Hello, everyone. It's episode six of Title 24 presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael alongside Ryan Villopoto. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. Uh, before we get going, I need to thank our great uh, sponsors and partners, United Motorsports, Appreciate you guys. Of course, Foxo USA, quad lock case, uh, some great people there. So thank you for uh, joining us. Wouldn't be here without, uh, wouldn't be here without you guys. So thank you very much. And Ryan, I can tell you, man, it was, um, it was a fun weekend off. No doubt. I was looking forward to it. Did you get into uh, anything fun this weekend?
3: Well, you know, it's uh, it's always good to have a weekend off and uh, I mean, I'm going to speak for you, traveling every weekend and things like that. I had a, no racing this weekend for the boys. We actually just hung out had some neighbor kids over both days. Um, dad drank some beers and nice. uh, yeah, just cruised, rode some stay six and uh, just had a good, uh, good weekend off.
2: Nice. No, no, uh, no rain in Cali. Seems like you guys have been. No, we've, yeah, we've,
3: uh, we've cleaned up the rain so far. We'll see what, uh, what's in store, but I think uh, 10 days show and clear for now. So that's, that's uh finally we're we're able to make some headway on the yard
2: (laughs) yeah we um we got a fun show for you guys today um some fun topics first uh first off we're going to start with the silly season that seemed to have been the the big buzz last week with uh no no race to talk about uh we talked uh, there were some things going on in the social media worlds of smx and where riders might end up—a lot of speculation. Uh, I don't know how many people have actually absolutely inked their deal just yet, but I think we have a good idea. So we're going to talk to you guys about that, and then and then shortly after, we got some really fun questions, uh, some some interesting ones to say the least. I I can't wait to go through that. So you'll definitely want to uh, listen and watch. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, busting into the silly season, I think the biggest one. Um RV is 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 Sexton going to KTM. And you know, we've been hearing it. I don't know that it's for sure, but uh what what would be your thought? You think it'd be a good place for him?
3: You know, I think um yes, I think it's gonna be a good place for him. I think that uh, you know, looking back at all these races, I know we've we've talked about, you know, a lot of his mistakes and where he's lacking or where the chink in the armor's at. And um know we we know he's got the speed he's got the talent like he's has everything he's just missing a little piece of of something and maybe that's something that you know roger can can uh roger and ian over there at ktm they can they can piece that together and and put that last puzzle piece in 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 play i mean i've never worked with roger other than at uh, mxon um the four times Mm -hmm. that i've done it so Mm -hmm. i mean you might be able to what is i mean I've rode for Mitch, rode for uh, about, you know, some really good people as team managers, but yep. um, I know Roger's a, a figurehead inside the industry and does that bring anything to, to that helpful to the table for somebody
2: like Chase your yeah, opinion, I mean
3: you've rode with them and worked with them?
2: Yeah, I think he, I, I think he does. I think one good thing about, well, a, a lot of good things about Roger, but the biggest thing is dude, he's a competitor. He's an old racer. He's an old ex champion. He loves to win. And he will do anything that he possibly can to get the job done, especially if you're a guy that is a contitle tender and you're riding under his wing, for sure, for sure he's going to burn the building down to get you whatever parts and pieces you may need. Um, now, the minute you let him down, um, you know, he, he, he won't give you that effort, I don't feel like. But uh, I, I loved working with him because of that. Uh, Ian Harrison has kind of taken his role um here it seems like in the last couple years but nevertheless i think it's i i think for all intents and purposes i think that chase is gonna end up there i think it'll be good good uh breath of fresh air for him for sure do i think it's a magic answer of course not you know that better than anyone rv there's no magic answers there's Um, not
3: there's not and it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out like um with eldon too you know like obviously eldon's team trainer Um, has the whole Bakers factory facility um, out there in Florida. So um, I presume he will be riding there. Um, And I I do think Eldon can help him too um, on that end too. Like, you know, yeah, I I do. I do. I do think he, I do think he can Um, put it this way, whatever he's doing right now clearly hasn't, hasn't found that missing piece. So maybe Roger, Ian, KTM, the help of those boys. I mean, like mentioning to, or back to what you mentioned about Roger, you know, putting in a hundred and ten percent. Like we just got to watch, and I know we were talking back and forth over text about um, their new building. I mean, I'm. It's like F one, F one racing, MotoGP. Looking at that building, three fifty three million dollars spent. You see the machine room. I mean, Roger said he goes, "This is my favorite place in the whole building." Yeah. In that machine yeah, room, so I, I love it. he loves it. Too. And and KTM, you know they they are able to make very uh, quick. Moves when when need be, um, and I I've known I know that firsthand by racing with Dunge. They'd have an issue one weekend, or he would be a little off that off a weekend, and then all of a sudden we show up a week or two weeks later, and they've fixed the problem or have a new part or what. Like they move very quickly, so it, it could be a, a very good move for him, a move that he's been been potentially needing.
2: For for everyone listening, tuning in to uh, to RVNI's podcast here on Title Twenty Four. Uh, that was great what Ryan said, so so all of you guys know, and this is where KTM really made big gains, especially in what you just referenced when you were racing Dunge, is the difference between an Austrian brand and the Japanese brands. If you wanted to change something, there was a chain of command on the Japanese side where you had to send the parts and pieces to Japan, and they had to go through all the R&D, the load work, make sure it was safe to race with, where you know, Austrian comes in and if, if they find something better, the hell with it. I feel like they're, they feel like it's safe enough. They're going to put it on the bike the next weekend. And I, I feel like they had a lot of success because of that. To your point, mm-hmm. you, you made up a absolutely great point of why they were so good. So, uh, or that, that was a, certainly a strong suit and a feather in their cap of, of, of making their bike winning another guy, dude, I, I don't know if I believe this. And as I saw, Joe Shimoda might go to Honda. I haven't even heard that, but
3: yeah, there's a hey. The rumor mills are stirring the pot out there. That's for sure. Um, you know, I think look, you got to you got uh, hunters moving up, right? Uh, moving up to 450 after outdoors. Jets already going, so there's a there's a spot open. Um,
0: you know, as a, as
3: a rider, like from, from Joe's standpoint or, or, you know, mine or yours, if you're in that position, you're watching Hunter, you're watching jet. They're both, they're both riding yeah. obviously very well. They're both winning. Um, there's a bit of I uh, I don't know if jealousy is the word, but you know, like, well, what am I, what am I missing? What, what do they have that I don't have over here or vice versa? Right. So um, you know, he he's come from factory connection and then end up at Mitch's at pro circuit. And, um definitely has some great results but obviously he wants to he wants to do better and you're always kind of looking to see okay well what are they doing what are they doing like maybe i need to try that so we'll see we'll see i haven't heard anything there's nothing inked like i said just as all these are all rumors silly season rumors so we're gonna you know just trying to go break them all down and and kind of see where we end up but it would be a a big shakeup if that were to happen
2: i heard uh i heard kitchens might be like I heard he he's on a contract year. He might be wanting to bounce. I'll go ahead and say that I think he should stay where he's at. I think you know that program is good. That bike is awesome. Despite maybe if there's other things that he doesn't like about the program, I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone. I'm just this my my outside opinion is uh, I feel like he's in a good spot. He's getting better. I think he should give it if if they're willing to hire him again. I think he should stay put. He's gonna get better think is going to improve and um I think it's been a good year for him why stop why 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 pick up and go somewhere else I don't I don't know that anywhere else that he goes is going to be better than what he's on now from a bike standpoint
3: yeah you know very well true could be that uh he might go somewhere where the bike is is maybe equal or not as good but uh I know Levi a bit on a, on a personal level um you know mm-hmm. and And, but but to your point, I have not talked to him, um, you know, er, very recently, um, don't know the insight of at all, but from the outside looking in, um, you know, I could, I, I could maybe see like, Hey, let's, let's make a jump here. Let's get to a bit of a smaller program, not smaller in general, but less riders. Um, you know, and maybe that, that he would, he could find, find, find something that he's missing over at star. I mean, um. I know they haven't, you know, everybody knows they have a ton of amateur guys. They have a ton of, uh, you know, uh, Premier Lights guys and 450 guys. There's a lot going on over there. So if he's looking for, I guess, a, um, you know, less chaos, that could be something, a reason to move. But um, Star's got a great program. I mean, there's really not a bad program out there right now, to be no. honest.
2: No, I feel like all the bikes are good. I, I, I agree with you. Then you got Anderson's up. I heard that Barsha signed two years with Gas Gas. So, if that's the case, good for him. That that's great. Yeah, that's um,
3: that's pretty. That's you know all, getting up there. You know, probably I, I think what Justin's close to thirty now, or is thirty. Um, to to go ahead and sign up for another another two years is is pretty cool. To, I, to be honest, he's probably riding the best he's road in his career. Yeah, actually, totally. to be honest, in the four fifty class, um, midway through this season, he. I don't, I don't know if they found something on the motorcycle. If he, he found did, something he himself. said,
2: he said on the um, he said that they found something like leading up to Daytona and, and dude, ever since then, he's been crushing it.
3: Yeah. Like he's been riding super, super well. Um, you know, he's putting himself in good positions. I mean, uh, if it, it could have gone either way at Indy there and he would have got his, his, his first win in, in over uh, way over 12 months, I believe. And, uh, you know, so we'll see, I think that's a, that's a good move for him. He seems like he's happy where he's at, you know, I think gas, gas kind of has this boutique of a feel look, you know, with only one, mm-hmm. with only one 450 guy, two lights guys. So it's, it's by far the leanest program, um, in, in the paddock, but also still factory, still great motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can see that Pierce Brown winning Seattle, a heat race in Seattle, um, It's just putting like those guys. If that bike can go for six minutes and win a race, it's yeah. the rider's problem why it's not winning the the, the main event. Um,
2: <laughs> that's right. It that's is.
3: Right. It, it's that's that's how I believe. If that sucker went six minutes, it can definitely go twelve minutes.
2: Um, I love it. I love so. it. You, got, you know Cooper isn't gonna be teammates with Sexton. I mean, he, I mean, you just. That's gonna be interesting. Out. I don't dynamic. know that for a fact, but if I was a gambling man. I think Cooper's gone. Um, I mean, you'd be a fool if you were the other manufacturers not wanting to have him. I mean, he could land anywhere. Cowie, he could land Honda. Well, actually, I don't know that he would land land Honda. I think Honda's. I would assume Honda's in a good spot with the Lawrence brothers. Do you think he ends up back at Star? I think I myself personally, I think that would be the best place for him to go. And the reason that I think it would be the best place to, for him to go is the history that he has with that team. I mean, you go back to his early years on the, on the 250 class. Um, they had a lot of success. They did really well together. I think that that team has strengthened since then. Um, they've got more support than they've ever had. They got a beautiful facility. And uh, I think, to, you know, I think they're better than what they were when he had a lot of success. So you just have to wonder if you're a Cooper Webb, those feelings that you get and the past success that you had with a team, and if if if, if he didn't leave there on bad terms and he was just going to factory Yamaha. I remember when he went to the premier class? You, you yep. got to figure he, that seems like the the best fit. You know where for where he's at in his career. I think he should go there. Uh, I think yeah, and you cool. know
3: to to back that up is you had a certain, um, you know, point in your career that, that I do think that like, and Eli made that switch from a factory corporate, not that stars, not corporate, but it is privately owned, um, by Bobby Reagan. And they have full factory support, but they're still a satellite team. If that yeah. makes sense, they're factory, mm-hmm. but they're, they're still ran by Bobby Reagan in their own program. Right. So I do think that, Cooper getting a little, you know, long on the tooth. He's getting a little bit older. He's been doing this for a while. I think a good change to go from from the corporate side, from the factory side, to to a privately owned team opens up a whole, a whole a quite a, quite a few different options um, from that maker that may make it just more fun in general. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much red tape involved with changes, um, you know, things like that on the motorcycle. Just in general, I think it's it's a it's a less I don't want to say less stressful situation, but it, but it's, it's not corporate if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, totally. And you know what? Star is kind of t- to your point earlier when you were talking about how KTM was able to make changes on the fly and do things. I think that star has that ability to do that as well. You know, if they want to change a suspension manufacturer, they can do that. If they want to make a new part and piece and run it that, you know, to your point, them being a privately held team, not, not owned and operated by factory Yamaha, you know, they have that luxury of doing that. So I think that's one of the reasons for their success, success. I, I believe in what they're doing. I've said it. I've been vocal about it. I love their program. I love what they built. Uh, you and I were talking about it over the weekend uh, when you're talking, you, you really like what uh, Red Bull KTM has built. Um, and, and star has that, you know, not to that level, but again, you know they're a privately held team, and they have a really nice facility. I love, you know, they have everything. Everything is there for you to succeed, whether it's on the bike, off the bike. It, it's it's a full blown, it's a full blown like franchise place. It'd be like you know playing football, playing bas- basketball, baseball. So and
3: I, yeah, yeah I think the, the also too what really helps these these teams and like KTM not being private, but they're they're corporate, but still, I think a big thing is is, is is star being there at the, at the, farm, right? They have the dyno, they have, they have the suspension room, they have all that. Hey, let's go out and test something. It's no good. Instead of being like, okay, Hey, we got to run back to the shop. We'll come back yeah. out tomorrow. If we don't have these shims or this warrior shim stack or whatever the case, whatever they're changing, this linkage, maybe it's the shop. whatever, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. they just make it, they take the bike back to the shop, roll it in, change it. And they're back out on the track and literally, 10 15 20 minutes depending on the change they're making um i think the accessibility of being able to to change things on the fly yeah um, is is also to the point of making quick decisions and quick movements like ktm did when they were developing coming up into the premier class that's mm-hmm. what that's what our racing is our racing it moves that quick right we're 17 races in 18 weekends yeah and they're back to back to back to back so You've got two days to figure figure out a part or figure out a new setting um so being able to streamline that and having everything in one location i think is huge it's yeah. the way
2: of the future so if if coop if coop didn't go say say that coop didn't go to star and then anderson's up and he doesn't stay at Cowie and just say they like i don't i don't i don't see anderson moving to, to anywhere over to this side to tally he's having a kid um, which is awesome. And I think, like, I, I'd like him to stay at Cowie. I think for his career, where he's at, I think that would probably be his best bet. Like I said, I don't, I don't see him moving to Tallahassee. I don't think if he was to ride for Star, I don't think Star is going to give him the luxury like Eli has, where Eli is able to stay in, in Colorado. So that's my opinion on that. I think, I think Anderson stays. I think that Coop will probably – I think he should end up at Star – that's that's my thing on the 450 guys.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, I think watching Jason. Um, I think we'd all. I think everybody was expecting him to do a little bit, a uh, little bit better. You know, I, I know he's got a triple crown win um, under the belt, uh, a race, anyways. I think that Jason. I I was expecting him to do better yeah. um, this year. Um, I'm a bit bummed for speed. him. He's got speed. He's got speed he's got speed yeah like just leading into the season and and watching practice at a1 it's it seems like to me watching at a1 when he when he did that complete front flip um yeah that seemed like he hasn't really in my opinion um recovered from that for whatever reason whatever that is he was fine he wasn't hurt um raced that night and everything else but i i don't know i i'm just i was
2: expecting more out of him i think that's enough for the silly silly season don't you think like Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude, like I don't get into it. I know kind of like our sport, they love, love going back and forth and the what ifs and you know, I, I, I don't know. I call me playing, whatever. I'm just like, whatever. You guys go where you think you need to go and let me know when it's over. So, you know, we can turn the page. I don't get into silly season much.
3: I think it's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of noise. And for me and you, Ricky and, and, and uh, being living it and have been in it for so long, like, we've seen enough of this where it's like the cards are going to fall where they're going to fall. And, yeah. and um you know, we can, we can try to read into it as much as we want, but as for, for, for myself, that's grew up in this industry and, and raced it and been yeah. around everybody. It's cool to, to debate it for, for a little bit. Um, but ultimately nobody knows what's going on. They try to keep it somewhat secret And uh, I'm just excited to see where everybody lands up because that's a big shakeup for like, say next season, you guys learning new bikes, learning new team members, vice versa. Um, It just makes it that much more interesting for,
2: for, uh, for next year. Switching gears. uh, So we don't have a race to download because of the off weekend. We got a grab bag full of quadlock questions <laughs> of the week. Oh my gosh, dude, you and I just sitting here, we're having a, our little group chat going on before we we're doing this record. And I honestly, I, I, I my mind was like blown reading some of these, not necessarily questions, but their view on things. <laughs> and um, we got some fun ones for you guys. You're going to love it. Um, we got our questions here, Ryan, I think, uh, the first yeah, I got think the first one here.
3: Yeah. I'll nail the first one here.
2: Go for it. All right.
3: From C Nash, C Nash. We have here. I don't buy Cooper mentally tougher than Eli. You want to talk mentally tough. How about Eli being cool as a cucumber before last year's uh, last year's last MX race from for the title, uh, trailing section by Quite a bit, and with more than half the race complete, Eli hits beast mode and blows by Chase for the win. That's the ultimate pressure, and Eli handled it uh, uh, superbly. Yeah. I think both are are about equal in mental toughness.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you I, You want me to take this so, one first? Yeah. So. Why
3: don't you run off with that one first, and then oh. we can come back and
2: because okay. I know we've well, kind of
3: talk about this.
2: Okay. Well. When I was saying about mental toughness and I said that I did I said that Cooper I thought Cooper was is better mentally than Eli and that's not not taking anything away from Eli and I also said that Eli has the advantage for the championship so but C Nash I was talking about Eli and Cooper not Eli and Sexton I agree with you that Eli is better mentally than Chase Sexton is I mean, he proved it to your point. You bring out a very valid point. He proved it in the MX season, 120%. I can't debate you on that. And I wasn't, I was specifically talking about the two guys that are tied for the championship. And I still stand by my word. I think Eli has a mental edge um, or sorry, Cooper has a mental edge over Eli. Um, I think, Myself personally, I do feel like that, that bike that Eli is, is, is better than Cooper, than what Cooper is on. I think that Cooper is struggling a little more. RV, you know this. It is hard as hell to be in a position that Cooper is in to not have what he thinks is the best bike and still be in the fight. It, it just every single weekend showing up, and whether you get luck, lucky, you got to be in the position to get lucky. I know, but C Nash, my man. I wasn't comparing Sexton and uh, Eli. I was comparing Cooper and and Eli. So that argument is out the window.
3: Yeah, no, I think I, I think so. Um, and we kind of talked about this pre-show a little bit of of you know Cooper puts himself in a great position. He may he doesn't have all these a ton of wins per season. A lot of the times. And but he still ends up in that in, in the championship fight, and then with the title twice now, right? So yeah. that we, you know, we were kind of like I said, we were debating about number of wins. Eli's got fifty wins, right? He's got, he said fifty wins is what we we're going, uh, we were talking about, and two Supercross. That's a lot of wins for only two two championships. Um, Coop, nowhere near the wins, but also two championships.
2: Yeah, he's got what I think he has twenty wins. I believe Coop has. So yeah,
3: big difference. Race
2: win per championship, Cooper's the better guy. You know, like
3: and and what do we? And we're all out here for who? What? Who, who? What does everybody remember at the end of the season? Who won the championship? No, nope. I mean, you. you. go back to okay. Well, he won eleven races. Well, he just still didn't win. If you win eleven races and don't win, man, I think that looks bad on you.
2: I love it, dude. You just you ah uh, see, we're gonna have so many good questions next week. We're <laughs> just giving these giving these people some serious ammo. All right, next question. I'm gonna read it for you. You're gonna react. This is from E N underscore J underscore NJP or whatever you want to call it. There you N-J-P. go. J-P. There you go. I find it frustrating that Cooper Webb the slowest of the title contenders and slower than riders who aren't in title contention is leading the 2023 championship and has the same number of championships as Eli Tomac. How do you rate Cooper Webb against the greats of the sport? And do you think that the point system is set up correctly? Should there be a bigger reward for a win? Should Eli Tomac have a bigger lead since he has won five of eight this season?
3: You know, I mean, we can Okay, so change the points and give the the, the winner uh, a bigger gap. Now we'd have the fans bitching on the other side. Well, there's no race at the end of the season, and because the points are messed up, and Eli ran away with it. The guy with the most wins runs away with it every time. So I don't think I disagree with um, with that uh, on the side of like our points is is you know messed up or I, th- I think it's good the way it is. It's keeping our racing close. I love to see, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but um, I love to see that the points are so close coming down. Yeah. Exciting. Right. So, totally. um, and back to that is yes, we race for championships. We don't, I mean, race wins also don't get me wrong. Race wins also, but we race for championships. That's what we race for. So you know, it's it's interesting to see to to read through oh. some of these comments and see what you know where they're coming up with this stuff. But well, uh, this guy, but yeah. this
2: guy, then well, then he must not have been a Dungey fan because Dungey, hey, Dungey would podium you to death. He would absolutely podium you to death. One of the seri- one of the Supercross uh, titles he got, I can't remember which one it was. He didn't win. I think he only won like what three races that year or whatever. <laughs> so. I mean, I know, I know, I know it's weird to, to this guy and you don't like it and you're frustrated, but I back you. It's all about championships. And if anyone like I, I I'm okay. Like with these guys having more, more race wins than me or whatever it is. But what I, to your point, everyone remembers championships and you know what Cooper isn't that slow. Uh, he's been we, we 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 could dig we'd go Fowler's packs. I'm sure there's been some races where he's turned the fastest lap in the main event so that cancels out him being the slowest of the title contenders on an average maybe but he hasn't been the slowest every single race I don't believe
3: and I, and and, and, I, and I also in part of our racing now i I, I personally think it's changed in the way of like I can go back to a few of my, a few of my race, my series is and races where it's like I won eleven plus a championship. It is weird to look down at, at, at the at eighteen race, seventeen races and look. Oh, wait, three. I think Jason Anderson, same thing, three wins, championship. Cooper, three wins championship. It is weird to look at somebody only winning three races out of seventeen and winning a championship, but it goes back to showing you like. Also that consistency is a huge, it's almost as important as winning the races and maybe yeah. more important totally. than winning the races. So the, that's what I think has kind of changed. Like you can look back and say, okay, well, Cooper's slow and this and that. But, but also I look back at it and being calculated, like how can you get through 17 weekends and it 17 weekends and 18 without making huge mistakes, tweaking an ankle, twisting a knee, putting it on the podium every weekend. Like that's all part of the, the game that you has to be played. And I think that's, what's a little bit different than when I raced, I had me and Dunge yeah. and James sometimes, but dude, I, we, James Dunge, me and Dunge, we were never off the podium, yeah. you know, nine times, ten, we were on the podium. So now it's just different. Like, okay, some guys, I feel like, okay, I'm off this weekend. I'm just going to ride. I'm going to ride to the best finish I can do. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up next weekend. I didn't feel like I had that option back then. It was like do or die almost for me. Like I just felt like I had to win in that situation. And maybe these guys feel the same way. I'm just going back and watching. There's some sense of, you watch some races and you go, he's super urgent right now. He knows he's got to get to the front, but then you'll sit back and watch him. He doesn't look that urgent. He's sitting back. Maybe the track's not coming to him. Maybe the bike's a little off. You like tweaked his neck. There's a lot of things that are going into. And I think they're just, they're being more methodical than maybe I ever was.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You're pretty, dude. You're <laughs> with all the champions you got. You you, you got to give yourself some credit, bro. You were a bad dude. So go. All right, you read the next. I'm telling you guys. I told y'all at the top of the show we got some great questions for you. We hope that you're enjoying it as much as we are. I mean, we've been chuckling about this for the last two days leading up leading up to the show. So hit hit me with the next one, my Here man. Here we go. We
3: have spray paint underscore by underscore Dan
2: is
3: (laughs) Toma is Tomac not overhyped 49 and only two so I'm I'm assuming 49 wins and only two championships and and his his fans think he's the he's the best racer on the track Cooper Webb has two titles in half the time Eli did and Cooper is potentially on his way to becoming a three-time champion is Eli not overhyped uh yeah uh yeah he passed ricky on wins but ricky had five championships by the time he had the wins eli has now not sorry eli is not the great eli is not as eli is not as great as his fans make him out to be
2: yeah that i mean it kind (sighs) of goes to what you were talking about earlier and 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 listen that that's the crazy thing and 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 he's kind of like if you look at, at et And you look at Stu, they they have, they both have 50 wins. They're both only for, for, I say this, they only have two championships with 50 wins. You and you have four, I have five and we have less race wins. I mean, that was just, that is, that's what we did. You know, like we, you know, for me, it was all about the championship and not that it wasn't that for Stu and not that it wasn't that for, for Eli. You know, I'm sure they want to win the championship, but they weren't able to do it um, as successful as we were. So I don't think that Eli is overhyped. I certainly don't think that um, he's great. He's won a lot of races. They're sneaky seasons, if you think about it. Uh, McGrath kind of said that. And I'm like, man, you're kind of right. Like he's won all these races, but no titles. And that's where I think that Eli or um, Cooper Webb doesn't get the credit. Um and that's why I know a lot of people think that I'm, I'm always, you, you know, as up as six because I'm talking about him, but that's just the difference. Look at his race win ratio compared to his championship ratio. And that, I mean, the, the you, you have to recognize that you don't have to like him, but you have to respect it in a way but that, that's, uh, that's what I think, dude.
3: Yep. I I a hundred percent agree. If you can do, if you can win half that or win, win those in half the time, like it, 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 what does that tell you about some of these, some of these riders like yourself, myself, uh, Dunge, for example, like, you know, they did it, we did it in such a short time. Mm. Um, It was a very condensed uh, race career, um, busted out a ton of wins along with a ton of championships. I think the big thing is, is if you look back and and on the off years that they don't win. So as in my mentality, the, the way I think of, of it, like is, Every season we showed up, I was in a champion. If I wasn't hurt, I was in the championship hunt. And I think mentally living inside that pressure cooker is substantially way harder than say you're having an on year this year and you win the championship. Next year, you you're not sniffing the championship. You're winning races, but still, like your your mentality is I'm just I'm. I'm almost racing week to week at that point. You're not, the big really? picture is championship. You're, you're and your, your, your mental side isn't in it because you're out of it. You know? So I think that brings a whole, whole nother set of, of pressure. That's substantially more to, to back it up every, every time. Like it's really hard to back up championship and then back it up again. Like I was able to do it four times in a row. I think you did it three, three times in a row and then an off year. Right. And then two yep. more. To go back to back to back, anybody that's done it, um, it gets harder and harder and harder to stay up on top of the peak of the mountain.
2: And you made a good Um, point. You made a good point, too. Like, we were strumming through some of the questions and they're like, oh, Eli doesn't win all of those or he doesn't come through the pack like he used to and, and people tuning in, like RV was saying how, well, yeah, but look at, well, number one, Eli's older, but look at the field. The field has caught caught up to his level and that's probably why exactly
3: i I made that comment in the in in pre-talking pre-show was was if you're at the top 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 you're the guy it's really hard for you as the the guy to get to the next where's that next bar right Mm -hmm. but everybody else from second down they're like we know the bar the bar is eli so if i can get to that i can beat him and if i get to that i will beat him but now eli's in a bit of no man's land where it's like he's got to. Mentally, have the the strength to push himself to that to that next level, and a lot of times it's 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 not easy to do. Like, yeah. not that you get comfortable, but I'm winning. Um, I'm getting older. I'm on the tail end of my career. Um, the last thing I want to do is is end up getting really hurt, you know. Like, so I think he's happy with where he's at, and he's also he's older, being able to manage the race different than he did probably three years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it's 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 different. It's just different.
2: Well, he's a seven-time uh, SMX champion. He's got four MX450 titles. He's got two SX450 Supercross and uh, one MX250 title and also SX Lights title. So he's, I mean, listen, he's got a lot of championships. Uh, there's no, that's a, that's a lot. Uh, he's he not will, a, He'll go, not he'll not go down in the
3: record books. He'll go down in the record books. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So quad lock question of the week. And this is a good one. Oh, man. All <laughs> right. Here we go. Rick Santiago. Rick, uh, really appreciate you, bud. This is, this is going to be so good. Ryan, y'all, with all due respect, I love when, when someone starts out their first sentence, <laughs> with all due <laughs> respect, you it's know this is where they come over they come over the top ropes on you. Rewatch, Rewatch in the whoops. You say Jordan makes the pass, question mark. Where do you see a pass? Question mark. Hayden jumps into the right corner before, Hayden jumps into the right corner before him and holds his line. 58 should have held up, but no, he clips 238's rear, and that's where it all starts. That's a fact. Go watch it again. And because I'm pointing out a fact, I'm a keyboard warrior. So <laughs> How you feel and what really happened are two different things should 238 and 58 calm down yes but watch who actually enters the corner first what is deegan supposed to do stop time stop time in midair after the last whoop and check up yeah break.
3: yeah so all right so i mean okay yeah rick what we'll we'll, yeah yeah we're uh what was the yeah, it was uh, rick at santiago so we'll break this down a bit more now that we have some more time
2: um so i, I mean, think i can't one. even freaking remember
3: the past dude Yeah, here we go okay yeah here we go um yeah so we got just uh, smith going up the outside so right here in my opinion my personal opinion uh deacon should have just held his line on the inside um that's number one uh, came through the whoops You had jordan smith going on uh, left side of him coming on the outside um and he runs him high i okay that's jordan smith's fault also but i can go back to I reference ben townley and myself we raced all a whole outdoor series and i can look back and say i would have held my inside line there and then they went cat and mouse back and forth um Deegan wouldn't have had to worry about him in the next right-hander because he wouldn't have been thinking about him going outside here, right? So like it 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 slowed it slowed Hayden down also. And then the cat and mouse here. Personally, I just think that um, they were both in the wrong. Jordan, as being an older rider, should have been more of aware of the situation. Okay, look, I'm blow- going to blow past the guy in the whoops next lap and set yep. him up. He should have just he look looking back. Yeah, like looking back at it, he probably looking back now. I should have just waited. And I should have waited up and just blew past him in the whoops. That didn't happen. Um, they got into a cat and ma- cat, cat and cat and mouse game um, with you know. And look, it wasn't all Hayden's fault, but I do think a little bit was on Hayden. And then I think that also um, Smith just wasn't that smart in that scenario either. And it just compounded into each other, and then ended up going down.
2: There you go. <laughs> what mean, do you think, Ricky? I mean, listen, I. <laughs> because because Hayden is a rookie yeah he went up there and he he held he held Jordan up there but right here okay going through the whoops Jordan had a ton a a ton of speed maybe Jordan was anticipating that that Hayden wasn't going to hold him up in the corner like that and just hold his inside line like you were referencing RV what the what Smith should have done in my opinion looking back is okay you're not going to be able to make the pass Slow up and wait till the next lap. You, to your point, RV, you're going to go blowing by him. He has a hell of a run right here. So, mm. so fast. Just chill. Now, when 58 starts looking back, then now he starts playing the game too. And then, as an experienced rider, that's where he should have taken the high road to your point and just waited it out and passed the guy. I but, think I mean, also, I, mean,
3: I do have to bring this up. The only one that really touched anybody, they played cat and mouse. He ran them high after the whoops. Okay. Not dirty. In my opinion at all, not dirty at all. I would have just taken the, I would have just held their inside after the whoops, but Hayden was the only one that really came into the side and, you know, hit Jordan after uh, right before Jordan went down. So looking back at that teammates, I get it. It's a heat race. win. I, I I've done all these things, but he totally got Hayden totally teed him up and yeah. hit him. I that's where it's like okay, you know, you you can't not talk about it because yeah. before like Hayden ran him high after the whoops, clean. Next turn next right-hander, they were they they played cat and mouse, didn't really touch each other at all, and then you see Smith coming up the inside and then Hayden breaking at the last second and then automatically taking a hard left and teeing him up into the into that left-hander. That's where it gets, you know, it starts to get sticky. Um, and especially for me as teammates, I just, you know, another rider, go right. Ride I mean, that's, that's, that, that's racing. I think the teammate thing is where it gets very sticky. Uh,
2: listen, <laughs> I know you ain't being paid by Deegan. I'm sure nope. not being paid by Deegan. I'm not being paid by Jordan Smith. I mean, I don't think you're being paid by Jordan Smith. We have no reason to hate on any, any, like on Smith, on Hayden, we're just telling you the way that it went down. You might not like what we've what we've said, but we've raced at that level. We know what happens in moments and situations like that. Now, if you've right. raced at that level, Mr. Santiago, I I apologize, but I've never raced against you, RV. Do you remember him?
3: I don't think I have. Uh, I don't think I have Mr. Santiago on here. Rick Santiago. I don't think so. That-
2: that is jordan had a potential pass being made there's no doubt and then hayden brought him up high and that you rv explained it perfectly you were right on your analysis and we appreciate your uh, your your question ryan or rick you're going to get a free phone case from quadlock and dude you've had us rolling uh all, all 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 week about this we were just like oh we can't wait you you win the question a week so that's right although you didn't like although you came across as you were very upset at what we had to say a couple weeks back while we were breaking it down we still love you we appreciate you um tuning in to title 24 each week and you win the quad lock case so slide into our dm uh we'll get you all dialed in they'll take care of it and walk you through the steps and uh Uh, You're gonna love the quad lock case and make a great product for whatever you need. You can check out the check them check them out online. Uh, We got one more, Ryan. That um, I think you're up.
3: All Um, right, we have. uh, I think it's bro hero. Is it hero? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. So, all right. So, RV, do you regret that you chose to end your career before changing to another brand like Tomek did? rc do you regret not racing both coasts in the 125 class so i'll start it off with yes i do regret um i don't regret retiring per se when i retired i think my opportunity to switch brands was would have been at the end of my career um so in, in into to, to that uh, yes i would have prolonged it would have probably got another two years out of it looking i've said this on the show before a lot more um, money and, uh, and, yeah yeah, a lot more money. yeah, that's right. Um, I've said this on the show before in some other interviews that um, that yeah, I am a, a little jealous of, of Eli in the, in the respect that he he noticed and, and, and was able to recognize that where he was wasn't um, he wasn't happy. He was still winning races, still winning championships, but wasn't happy. Uh, so he made that change. So I think for me personally, I think I could have also too making a change at say 27 years old is roughly when i retired making a change at 27 and then racing into 28 29 years old i'm sure every every listener you know has the same feeling you're young and dumb at 24 23 25 like that you start getting 28 29 you start thinking a little bit differently um, racing you know, differently
2: what, for sure
3: racing differently uh, so there's a lot of a lot of things i think that could have been been good for me for that change and prolonged my career who knows if I would have won or not but I think I mean look hey I can't I can't rag on myself too hard I ended my career on top uh, you know, with, with a ton of wins, ton of championships. So, but yes, to, to the question, I would have liked to, I do regret that a little bit, trying to, to uh, wish I would have switched teams and see what was, what was, what else was out there.
2: Do I regret racing both coasts and 125? I don't know that I regret it, but I do think that it certainly would have helped my, helped my career um, in, in a certain way. I would have gotten more, more experience. One thing I do wish that I would have done RV is I wish I would have, and we've talked about this. I wish I would have raced when I was racing East Coast in '98. I wish that I would have raced the 250, which is now 450, in the opposite coast. Uh, looking back, I think I, I had the title and lock. You know, as long as I could control my emotions in the 250 class, if I got a good start and was running up with the top dogs, you know, that would have been the biggest challenge and not getting hurt. Um, so I that that's one thing that I I wish that I could uh, I could change. But do I, you
3: think that that riders today, when they uh, like like Hampshire when he he uh, moved up to do um, Daytona, uh, won a heat race? Um, I know the bikes are much faster than what, what what you know, not much faster, but a bit faster, a lot better than what we ended up racing. But I, do you think you would have been ready to step up and race? I just think that the riders are more mature, even out of coming out of amateur now, like the Deegans and the rider D's and all these, these kids that we look back, you go to Loretta's now and you you watch the 50 class and you're like, holy shit, that dude's scrubbing and he's jumping 70 feet. Like, yeah. like you look around, dude, <laughs> I could barely use the clutch on my 60. Yeah. And I, I... And, I, and I got put on a 60 at six years old. And my dad's like, here, second gear, ride around in an oval you know and and then i then i stood up on top of the podium at a and win a supercross championship now it's just a whole different thing like these kids are at loretta's and they're like little professional pros like on 50s
2: yeah it is incredible the talent that these young guys these they have and how experienced they are and how skilled they are especially on supercross it's cool to watch i love watching how fast they are at, at, at the young age at the time i felt like i was i felt like i was ready you know i feel like uh, fortunately for me, I feel like I was pretty experienced for my age and where I was at. Uh, I had a lot of success in 97. Uh, winning the motocross championship certainly excelled my learning curve and, and helped me be more prepared in 98. That's the only reason I feel like maybe I could have handled the load of racing the opposite coast in the premier class. Certainly would have given me some experience going into the 90s nine season but i want to ask you just just i both of both of us retired at a very young age or said retired from racing i should say um if you had it did just tease our viewers watchers listeners uh how much money you think you walked away from to your deal just oh
3: uh uh, to your deal um let's go and i always like to 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 throw in the wins, you know, you got to throw in wins because win bonuses are, are huge, these guys between, you know, yeah, for, the for you, they between, were for you. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for me, they were, you know, for, for, for myself, you start adding in your manufacturer bonus, you start adding in your gear, you know, whatever gear you're wearing. Um, you start adding in all these other bonuses. I mean, you can walk away with a night of 150,000, Depend on, you know, maybe a little bit more. So then you got to, so I always looked at race wins because that was, was, you know, great for championship, the bonus for championships, obviously substantially bigger than a race win. But I tried to break it down into just week by week by week and say, hey, look, there's 150 grand on the line tonight (laughs) and somebody's going to take it. So I looked at it like that, you know, I looked at it per race, but no, to, to answer the real question, how much I left on the table, I'd say over the two years, Let's five say I won, won a couple couple of those championships. You know, uh yeah, probably all five. in five six a year.
2: Yeah, that's what I. i, I That's what I. Walking away because like people are like, do you ever regret regret retiring so early? And like, man, I sometimes I do. And like, when you think about the money, you're like, man, an extra ten mil would be nice. But I don't know. Like, I I, I don't want. I'm not trying to sound cocky, and I, I and I. I just I don't know that that would have made me happy like today sitting here where I am now, you know. So
3: I can I can agree with you on that. So you can go and play you know what's it, uh, devil's yes. Ad- advocate on it and look at okay. So say I did do that, would I have uh, you know been any? Would it have changed my lifestyle today? And the, the answer to the question is, is, no, it wouldn't have changed my lifestyle today. Now, would it be would it be nice? Hell, yeah, it'd be nice. But <laughs> yeah, then same. you really start to break it down and to be like, OK, to think about what I would have had to to keep doing to maintain that. And then also, you know, right. winning is not guaranteed. So to, to keep doing that, I think I look, I was, I tried to be as smart as I could. I'm not the smartest guy out there, but I was like, Hey, I tried to stockpile everything that I had, um, and not make dumb decisions. Sure. We all make dumb decisions every now and then, but it wouldn't have changed where I'm at today. So I look back at it and say, you know what, you know, that's par for the course. I could have kept racing more than two more years. If I wanted, I could have ran her down into the ground, you know, and yeah, still collected, collected money, but then your legacy goes away with, you know, that's right. they, everybody remembers me here at the very top, you know, then I start pushing over the threshold and coming down and it's like okay well pretty soon everybody's like oh he's a fifth place guy it's a different for- time
2: too like it's a yeah it's a different time in racing in a good way so like the longevity i think it's pretty cool that these guys listen they're all having kids and families and they're i think they're enjoying racing a lot more than say you and i did i, I don't i don't think i loved what i did i don't know that you loved what you did mm. you loved mm-hmm. winning We love what came came along with winning but I mean, let's say it's a different different time and place.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, "Hey, we came to play." Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get Goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic cuz we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love. You transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn?
2: before we get to our next segment, I uh, need to pay some bills here. I think uh, United Motorsports, uh, six locations across Ohio, Kentucky. Check them out, unitedmotorsports.com. They are up, live, and running. Whether you need parts, apparel, or accessories, pretty cool uh, Pretty cool company, great people. Um, so if you're around uh, Ohio or Kentucky, stop in. If you're not, check them out online. Like I said, some great people. They got to find a well-oiled machine running there. Uh, you can use the promo code title 24 um, it's site wide for uh, 10% off of all your purchases. So check them out, uh, unitedmotorsports.com. And then of course, Boxo USA, incredible, uh, incredible company. Uh, you can use the promo code also for uh, for, for 10% off site wide Boxo USA. Um, dude, one thing other than how organized their toolboxes are and, 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 Everything that you can get on their site, their lifetime warranty is absolutely epic. Um, they, it's super easy process of getting a replacement tool. Uh, so check that out. And then, of course, uh, quad lock, quadlockcase.com for whatever uh, your phone case needs or if you do adventure bike riding. I know I've talked about it several times, and you've seen them on, uh, on my Tiger 900. Uh, they got killer, um, killer cases. Uh, keep your phone safe. And the vibration, um, the vibration mount that they have, so your phone and your internal um, stabilizer for your camera doesn't get jacked up. I've lost a couple phones because of that from from other from other uh, cases, and quadlots got it figured out. So uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Check them all out. Great, great companies, uh, grassroots companies as well. So uh, we appreciate all of your support. glendale it's gonna be a good one uh triple crown uh you and i both we love the triple crown here's here's how you can tune in right there race day live starts at 4:30 p.m and then of course peacock at 10 p.m eastern standard time it'll be live and then check out the encore 1 a.m on cnbc um it, it's going to be good rv but before we get going and we get uh we talk about who we think is going to be hot Um, One of the special moments for me going to Glendale, uh, I just think about uh, 2005 and and my first win. Uh, Super emotional. Um, You can see it right here for the people that aren't watching and listening. Uh, We're playing a replay from, this is back at Bank One Ballpark. Um, It was my first Supercross, AMA Supercross win on the Suzuki, a lot of emotions. I remember when I left factory Honda and I wasn't able to race in in 04 because I had a torn ACL. This was my first race that I had won. Been a long time since Suzuki had been able to do that, but people thought it was a career ending move. You know, it was a bold move, but uh, I did my homework uh, behind the scenes Roger DeCoster and everyone at Suzuki had uh, supported me and were going to bring me the goods is basically a carbon copy of what the Yamaha and Chad Reed was racing. And I knew if I could be on the same equipment as he was, I would have a great, great opportunity, great shot to uh, possibly beat him in the championship. So those are some great vibes for sure. And I think that's where I got my first premier Supercross podium in 2000. Uh, I was on Factory Cowie at the time. So that that was Obviously, special and for URV. How about uh, you? Got any special moments? At, uh, yeah. The- so I
3: think. Well, I just to to, to touch on on O five for you. Like I'm looking at some of the stats right here from old Rich Lane that he provided me. Correct. His last major win for Suzuki was like '99 with Larry. Really? Wood? Yeah.
2: It was. It was a while, dude. It's it been. Was, it
3: was a long time, right? Yes. For for that brand to win. So, um, you know, obviously leaving factory honda everybody knows that factory honda's got a stigma around it like you know a good one that is yeah. very very high level and then making the move to to suzuki and mm-hmm. you know got to look at it and say shit they haven't won since '99. is a good decision <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> you know right? and obviously
3: it worked you know it worked out you put her up on top you know so yeah. um no it was it was uh so phoenix i've always really liked phoenix i've raced in in bank one with the pool i can remember the pool Never, yeah. never jumped into the pool after a race win. Should have done that. Damn it! I know, right? But, uh, it's like you go, back never did it. Like, Damn, why didn't I do that when I was there? You know, you look back and like, man, that would have been that would have been some awesome photos, awesome oh, photos. No but kidding. yeah, I think we have a replay of uh, of myself, Dunge, and Brayton coming out and opening ceremonies here. Uh, funny story about this: running right the very inside of the whoops here. And par for that was, I ended up running, Dunlop had a tire called the, the 62, and it was a really soft carcass tire, and um, it was it worked really, really well with, with the Kawasaki, and I loved the tire, but we knew it didn't have a real long lifespan to it. So I said, hey, I'm super comfortable with this tire, but I know it's going to shred by the end of the race. So we ended up passing Brayton with, uh, I believe it was the last lap, which you know, I think if you, uh, that was years before Brayton got his, got his win at Daytona. So sorry about that. Justin took away your, your, your win. That could have been years before, before the Daytona one, but yeah, I was able to pull off and there was no knobs left on the tire, but I I chose that tire because I could slide around with, with the bike. It, it, It I very predictable. It worked well on the Kawasaki, but funny. Everybody's like, even the guys at Dunlop were like, dude you sure you want to run this and i'm like yeah i have to run i ride best with it i know i I know exactly what it's going to do and i can manage the tire falling apart and i'd rather manage a tire falling apart than stick of tire that i know will last the whole race on but i'm not that comfortable on so we ended up doing that and yeah pulled off that track pulled up to the podium looked down and and there was relatively most of the knobs were gone
2: so pretty crazy that's an awesome story that's it that's an awesome story yeah that's the vibe there at phoenix is good um Hopefully you guys enjoyed that story. Harvey and I were sitting around with our crew here at Title 24. Like, man, we should try to uh, share some stories that our, our listeners and viewers might like and, and reminisce about the old days and what, what we love about certain venues that we go to. So hopefully you like that. Some cool B-roll. Um, looking to Glendale, the Futures. Um, that'll be exciting. So if you guys didn't know, uh, the Futures are going to be there. Triple Crown. What, do you, what, what are you looking forward to going into to Glendale?
3: Well, I think uh, I, like you mentioned, I'm a huge, I, not a huge, but very, I do really like the triple crown keeps it very interesting as for the futures coming up. We have Ryder D coming in, you know, ended up hurting his thumb early in the season from what we've gathered. And then uh, was supposed to be at Anaheim two, which would have been futures there. Uh, They're round one for futures, but a little mishap, but uh, you know, for, I'm sure everybody's followed the amateur battles back and forth. It was pro- it, the the Deegan and, And rider battles were a lot like um, mine and Alessi's battles, you know, coming up through amateur. So a lot of history there. um, And it's great to see these kids moving up and putting themselves in a position to to be the next, you know, lights champion. So that's going to be a lot of Juju's going to be back in it. uh, Dax Bennett's going to be there. So a lot of promising kids coming up. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's a it's a great for some of these guys that may not have rides for next year. It's a great opportunity for them to display their talent. You know, all the brass is going to be there. Team managers, owners. Uh, it's a great opportunity for those guys to, yeah, like I said, showcase their talents and possibly lock themselves into a deal for next year. It's anybody's race, Triple Crown. We talk about it all the time. I mean, I love it. I would like – I'm going to be in the booth. You'll probably be sitting there watching with an adult beverage. We'll yeah, see. We'll like, see.
3: Maybe I'll join you in the booth for a quick sec. Though, yeah, Rick. come
2: on. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to speculate on who's going to win. It's crunch time. Straight up, I think, uh, oh, this is what we're talking about. So I do feel like one of the guys, title contenders that are able to start off quick on this last little six-race stretch, the guy that is able to get back into that form that they were in even with right before the week off, I think will have a slight advantage early on. That that, And maybe I'm saying that because that's how I kind of approach it. I'm like, okay, I got to get back in there mentally and get back to where I was. So I think that for the 450, that's going to be key. That's what I'll be looking for. I think it's you know it's the, those guys are going to be jockeying for position. I really do feel like that. Like one guy's going to get a good start. They're going to have to execute every part of their game, in my opinion. At this point, Jet's going to do Jet. Still an opportunity for guys like Cameron to get up there and win. They were close. Uh, R.J. Hampshire as well. Uh, Jets never won a triple crown, so they got that lingering as well. I don't know
3: yeah and I think I think um
2: going to Phoenix
3: there it tends to i don't know what you think about the dirt, but that, that uh, it tends to depend on how, obviously how they build the track, but um a little bit you get a lot of sliding going it's 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 a faster track, typically. Um, I feel it doesn't really rut up too bad. They'll put a lot of water on it during practice and it'll get pretty broken down and, and bad during third practice, but night show comes around. It's supposed to be warm out there. I think I checked the weather it's in the nineties. So it's going to be nice and warm. It's going to be, you know, tracks probably going to be a bit dry. Like I said, and technical in that way, we really haven't had uh, a dry slick track this year yet. We get Anaheim after the monster trucks go into it and it's, it's more of a, that's a greasy, slippery a lot of times. Where this yep. is going to be a hard pack, slippery, more of a blue groove, so something we haven't seen this season yet, and it's going to be fast and fast track. Yep, and fast track. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, okay, we've kind of talked a little bit about Cooper's bike versus Eli's bike, and what we think is maybe a little bit better in certain conditions. Maybe this is somewhere where that's going to really shine uh, on that harder pack, you know, track, and and see where Coop can can pull out of the pull out pull, what he can pull out of his hat, you know, here at Phoenix.
2: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening, watching. Uh, remember, please subscribe wherever you download your podcast or watch it. You can watch it on Motorsports on NBC YouTube page or NBCSports.com or Peacock. Uh, we appreciate your support. Your support. Make sure you, um, like I said, sub- subscribe, comment. We uh, we try to. We really do go through all of those. Uh, most of the the comments. Uh, we proved that today, and we love it. It gives us something to talk about, and we love hearing your guys' insight, uh, whether it's negative. Of course, we love positive, but as well. And thanks again to our partners in RV. Uh, it's going to be a good one, and we're going uh, to do it again next week. Hope, I'm sure the boys are going to give us something to talk about. That's right. It can't, can't, not after the. Crown. It's just what it is. It promotes good racing and lots of conversation and topics. Right. Well, we'll see you next week. Guys.